Hello and thanks for downloading and or subscribing. My name is Joe Williamson and this is That Nerd Dad Podcast. We got a guest today. Do we ever? Anthony Lafusi. He is a podcaster of not one, but two successful nerdy podcasts. He's also a single father. So my first question is, how do you have the time? <laughs> um, and we have a really nice conversation about parenting and nerddom. It's right in the wheelhouse of this program that you have so kindly tuned into. Um, full disclosure, Anthony's video wasn't terrific. His sound quality was excellent. So we continue with the recording. So if you're watching on YouTube, eh, maybe best to have it in the background. But if you're listening on the audio version, you won't know that there's a problem because he sounds amazing. This is my conversation with Anthony. My guest is Anthony Lafusi. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. You nailed it. Hey, nailed it. Uh, get. I want to say host, but you're kind of a co-host of two podcasts, yes. which are nerdier than mine. We have <laughs> Issues Podcast, and we also have Critically Stupid Podcast, which is a uh, Dungeons and Dragons role play uh, adventure. Let's say, play role. Yeah, role play D and D adventure game. It's like show. It's a lot of fun. All right. So you're you're a single father of an eight year old. Yeah, yes I am. And you have two podcasts. Yes, I have two podcasts, a movie night, comic books, all sorts of things going on. Where do you find time? <laughs> um, I, I, it's like a it's it's like like you know, I like a magic power. It's like as soon as my son goes to bed, I'm like this is all of my my energy and focus has to be in that one little chunk of time is what I do for the most part. And I just kind of compartmentalize as best I can. So it's like Sundays for D&D &D and like uh, Tuesdays for, you know, we have issues and then uh, Thursdays for movie nights, and, you know, so that's the best I can do. So it's as soon as he gets to bed, you're right into it. Yeah, that's what it is. I literally spend I go to work and then I'm with him until he is in bed and then the second he goes to bed i just jump into whatever i have to do for the day and like the only exception is um i'm a full-time single dad um he goes with his mom once every other week for two days so it's four days a month i have like today is one of those days where i'm like that's why it's the middle of the day and i can i can do something like this that's so why when you asked me i was like oh well wednesday you know this this day works for me because I can, I find time here. You have four days to yourself, and you're like, I'm gonna talk to Joe on a stupid podcast. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I was good at managing that free time. I'm just doing my best over here. Fair enough. Um, has your son started to dovetail into any of your nerdy habits? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. He he very much uh likes D D. Like he he plays pretend the same way I did as a kid, and he kind of like creates stories and characters the same way I always have. Uh, and it probably you know, probably because I, I was demonstrating that in front of him. That's kind of like the play that we do. We go outside and we pretend we're people in movies or video games, or we make up our own characters. Uh so he started showing interest in D D. And instead of just like teaching him all the rules and throwing him into like a campaign that exists, we just create mini campaigns. So I have him like we just draw our own little dungeons and create characters 
and just kind of talk through the story together. And like, he loves doing that. So he does that. Uh, he loves cartoons and video games. Yeah. So he's full force into it. Oh yeah. He's totally into it. Like it's, I mean, he, but my favorite thing though, is he's such his own unique little person that like he finds these like little niche things that I wouldn't have, you know, chosen otherwise, you know, like, um, you know, he, he finds like the FNF and the, you know, the five, five nights at Freddy's and the Friday night Funkin' and the Bendy and like all these little, like kind of somewhat obscure video games that just have all of these, uh, like fan based, like nuanced, like, uh, just corridors of interest that he chases. And I'm like, this is cool, but super expensive i've learned i've learned that everything my son likes it's only available on ebay and it's only it's like every like i'm just like can you just like anything mainstream just like like just like find one thing that's super popular and just love it because i'm broke friday night at freddy's is uh scary as hell oh the five night yeah yeah five nights at freddy's um he's like he loves it though he <laughs> loves it and he's eight and it was so funny because, like, I remember the first time I showed him that, um, I, I wouldn't show him. It was like, you know, I discovered the first game and I was like, oh, this is like an interesting little, you know, click through game. And he wanted to see it. I was like, no, no, no. And then when he got a little bit bigger, I was like, okay, you can see it. But if you get scared, you know, like, come over here. That's and he, it. <laughs> and he was just, he was just into it. And it, more than anything, he just falls in love with characters. And he's like, the game itself is interesting, but the characters are cool and they have all this weird potential. And, you know, like now I can pretend I'm this rabbit guy. And like, you know, so it's, he just likes playing pretend. He likes creating stories and it's, it's cool. That's awesome. I mean, like, look, it, it's, it sounds like it's happening very organically. Yeah. That he's taking this interest and that you're not forcing it on him. Oh, right? no, I have tried certain things. Like, I've been like, I've been like, we should draw because I love drawing. Like, I grew up as the kid who, like, made flip books and drew comic books and, like, made, you know, drawing stuff all the time. My son, he's he he enjoys it sometimes. He is not into drawing. I was just like, it doesn't matter what I do, you know, but I, I, I made an effort. I also like I play music and stuff. And like my son likes playing with the piano. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to learn how to play guitar right now. You know, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that. So everything he does learn, it's just more like facilitating, yeah, his organic interests and like just kind of giving him that free space and be like, oh, yes, this is a playground that I also enjoy. <laughs> you know, I I saw that you tweeted out. Um, you took him to the new uh, Ninja Turtles movie. Yes, yes new Mayhem. How was it? Um, I I feel like it's probably of course it's going to be polarizing because everything is these days. Uh, I thought it was for the most part fun. It was a bit of a mess. Like, you know, like I, I like the authenticity of the, the teenage voices, but I found that uh, in that, like the young voices that they had, they, they kind of weren't as uh, strongly characterized as I like enjoy my turtles to be as like okay. nerdy as that sounds. Like I really like when the turtles are like, you know, very specifically themselves. And I kind of felt like they all kind of fell into like this, you know, like, like silly group of a bunch of Michelangelo's. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, it's fine. But but that being said, I still liked all of the Turtles. And this is actually the first Turtles movie I've ever watched where I like Leonardo. I like, I, <laughs> like you know, and, and I didn't wear this shirt on purpose, but it just so <laughs> happens. <laughs> yeah. But that's funny. Like, I grew up, you know, like obsessed with the Turtles, like most other, you know, kids uh, who grow up growing up in the 90s and such, you know, but it yep. was like, I, I love the freaking Turtles. And not that I ever hated Leonardo, but similar to like Cyclops from the X-Men, where it's like the leader who's like the, the moral compass, who's just like, he has to be the Boy Scout because he's the voice of reason. It's like, it gets boring when you put it next to the cool, like, 
you know, badass superhero guy or the like silly party nerd, you know, like, like, or <laughs> even, even the like creative, interesting, like nerd who's inventing things. Like, it's like, ah, I don't know that, that straight man is, it's hard to care about <laughs> at that point. It is. Um, I, I was always a Michelangelo guy. Cause I always yeah. wanted to be the class clown. That was nice. my guy. I was, yeah. Um, did you find, cause I read a review about how violent the movie is. Obviously it's about ninjas. Yeah. Did you um, find it was a little bit much for your eight year old no, or was everything? No, I guess not, if you put Friday night at Freddy's, he's probably okay. <laughs> well, okay. So, so here's like, so, uh, my son and I, not that I'm, I'm never against like, like, uh, how, how should I say, like well-crafted or like, um, thematically appropriate violence for him like it depends on like you know the age range and the way it's presented to the, mm -hmm. the kids you know like someone getting punched in the face is can be cartoony or de like devastating depending yeah. on how it's formed you know it how could be you know slapstick or it could be ufc depends exactly. on how it's played out yeah yep. exactly and like and you know so so i try to always kind of use my discretion and be like you know what's what's appropriate for him that didn't occur to me one time watching that movie that movie is full of just like fun silliness all of the violence that takes place is against mostly non-human characters and the characters that are that you know where where there when there is uh violence or like things happening it's it happens very quickly and it's very cartoonishly you know uh presented i i didn't see it and, and there's not a lot of blood you know or gore you know that's you know it's not i would hope not yeah it's 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 more like um i mean i understand that they, like there are scenes of like kind of like citywide like devastation where it's like, I mean, you know, there's, there's, a, I don't want to spoil anything, but there are, there are big scenes in it. You know, like there are scenes where it's like there, you know, you can't film a Godzilla movie without watching, like sh showing him step on a car. If he steps on a car, there are certain things implied there. So yeah, like you can say maybe that's too much, but that's also the price of admission when you're going into a movie about ninjas to begin with. So it's, I don't know. Like that's, it's, it's kind of a, a silly criticism as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I think it's fair. And I asked that because, like, look, I'll, I'll be honest. I I was reading a review today. I don't think I'm going to take my seven-year-old son because he is a little bit more sensitive. And yeah. it's just the way he is. Yeah. Um, you know, during certain movie trailers, when I have taken him to the movies, I've had to kind of cover his ears and things like that. So I, after reading some of the reviews, I'm like, I don't think so. But... Yeah. I think you have to know your child and what's going to work from at the same time. I think I could probably take my four year old and he'd be cool with it. Yeah. Cause that kid yeah. is crazy. But the seven year old, I think it's just, it just won't be his cup of tea. Yeah. It's really interesting how that is. Um, you know, like I've, um, like I've babysat other kids where it was like, Hey, have you ever seen the Adams family? And they're like, Oh, this is violent. I was like, Oh, let's shut that off. If you think this like cartoony <laughs> over the top, like silliness <laughs> is violent. Like I like, okay. Like everyone has a different subjective experience and like, you know, different, uh, you know, way of qualifying things. But I, you know, you just have to acknowledge that and recognize, know your child well enough to know to not go to that movie. If it's, uh, you know, too much for them, that's all. I'm going to pivot just a bit here. Cause Do I mentioned it. at the top, you have two podcasts. Yes. I like podcasting. Why do you like podcasting? Um, primarily, I like podcasting because the way we begin uh, the We Have Issues podcast was 
I, you know, I became a single dad. I missed making comic books. Like I, you know, my friend and I used to make comic books just after high school. We tried really hard to kind of break into the industry. We had all these like high hopes, like big ambitions and wanted to make books and stuff. And it just, if, if for a while it was going okay. And then, you know, life gets in the way. And then, you know, we both have relationships and families and all that stuff. So then I was like, here I am in my in my 30s. I'm a single dad. I want to try to make comic books again. I miss doing it with my friend. And so I was like, I had the idea where I was like, okay, if we start this show, we can we can meet every week, have a, an easy excuse to like meet every week. There's no reason we can't have like a video chat every week. But if we fil you know, we film it and we show other people, it also gives us the the, the sense of accountability other people are watching us so like maybe it'll help us to motivate us you know to actually finish this thing so we did that so it kind of works as double duty of keeping my friend and i like being able to see each other given our busy schedules and lives and everything but we also keeps us accountable and we build an audience at the same time so it's you know for it's it's been pretty amazing for us and i love i love watching the show because of the authenticity of it the the conversations that are had um you two just have fun and yeah. and I mean, it, you can feel it when you're watching it. So um, kudos to you on that. Oh, thank you. When it comes to Dungeons and Dragons, I got to be honest, I've yeah. never got into it. I, I don't even yeah. really understand it. Okay, so I essentially, so I'm on the Critically Stupid podcast. Um, and it's, it's kind of, if you've never played or watched or experienced Dungeons and Dragons at all, just start that show and you'll see we literally have uh, the spectrum of experience on that show. Like we have someone who's literally never played or cared about Dungeons and Dragons ever starting in episode one. She's never tried it before. And then we have, uh, you know, the DM and one of the other players who have just like all this experience in the world. I'm more in the middle where like I played it a little. Mostly I'd like listened to podcasts and I was interested in the idea of it. Um, so we just get thrust into this, but what it really is, is an opportunity to uh, just kind of play pretend the way I would with my son, but with adults in a setting where we can do anything, you know? Um, and then, you know, and it's kind of fun because you get to have this like interesting conversation with a god of sorts. You're like, listen, DM, you know, like the Dungeon Master is essentially God. And you're like, Ugh, I would like to do this. And he's like, you can't do that unless you try really hard. And it's like, all right, well, this is how I do it, you know? So it's like, you get to improvise and, you know, be creative and have fun with your friends at the same time. That's that's what it is. Okay, so I'm hearing a lot of uh, improvising. There's a, yeah. there's a smidge of acting in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, is, that, is, is that something you ever wanted to pursue? Or was it always like comic books? Uh, for me, it's always just been storytelling, really. It's always okay. been write, like writing. And that's that's where more so the uh, acting or improvisation comes from for me, where it's just like I it, I try to put myself in that character and I would write, you know, I'd write this thing. Uh, you know, so it, if I have a character like in D&D, it's fun to imagine to like filter experience through the lens of whatever that character would do and not necessarily what I would do, which is an interesting separation to make when you're playing something, especially in front of people, because it's like, look, this character's a moron. I wouldn't have done this. I would not have done this. But here, but this character's about to do that. And it gives you the opportunity to, you know, where like Steven and I, uh, when we do, we have issues, we can go, and we're, but like, we're always just ourselves, you know? So like, we can have fun and like to make jokes and hopefully people like appreciate our candor. On, we, on a Critically Stupid, I'm like, I can do any dumb thing I want as long as it makes sense for this character and people are like, people enjoy it. It's fun. They And they still, you know, don't hate me. You know, so it's fun. And even if they did, who cares? Yeah, it's true. Depending on the person. But yeah, yeah. 
who cares? Yeah. <laughs> um, all of all of the stuff in the background. Oh yeah. So is this, is this all original? It looks. Um. So that's our first. So yeah, these are all the books that we made. All these things here. Yeah. Uh, the, like this is like we we put together a scrapbook of our very first ever attempts at making comic books when we were kids. Like when we were okay. you know just post high school, we we put it together. It's available on our website and stuff. Weaveissuespodcast.com. Um. But then we have um. That's our first book that we made uh, when we first got started the podcast called Played Again. It's a semi-autobiographical time travel graphic novel musical is what it is. <laughs> it's uh, But it's it's about uh, the, the breakup that I had and you know all this. And then Deathless, this is the book that we're working on now. It's more of an action comedy uh, fantasy book. But And then everything else is just stuff that's like been really inspiring to me uh this is like i also go i i try to support indie comics and like indie creators and writers wherever i can so like valorant tweed is a book that i i saw on kickstarter and it wasn't doing so hot and i was like steven we need to do what we can to try to promote this because it's a cool book and good like the creators are nice like decent people i i, I you know i want to see it succeed so we started just like putting it out there as much as we could and they like thankfully blew up and the guy was like you know the creators were so thankful that they started sending us stuff and they were just really cool so that's awesome i think yeah, that's we, a great use of your platform yeah i mean that's really all we want like we have this we have a joke in our uh in, in our show we have a joke that we're building an ostrich colony um because <laughs> I, and, and the idea is we have, go we're, on sure, we're gonna have we're gonna have an ostrich colony but everyone's welcome to be a part of our colony so everyone, you know, like we want you to be able to uh, succeed in whatever, you know, avenue you're trying to. So we we support, you know, indie creators, indie artists, indie writers, you know, everyone we can. We've had we, we interview people all the time. For the most part, the people we interview are similar, like in a similar place where we are. Recently, we got to interview Olin Rogers, the creator of Final Space. And that just blew my mind. It was just like I it's still kind of surreal. I, you know, I was like, I have Olin Rogers phone number. You know, like <laughs> How did you approach him? Because I have I have a method for approaching people, especially people of, with all due respect to yourself, of stature. They get a different email than what I sent you, which was a direct message like, "Hey, you want to yeah. be on a podcast?" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah." Right. You, yeah, you see, I mean, that's probably the smart the smart way to go, and it probably works more often for me. I do like I like for him. I was just like, okay, so I I've been a fan of Olin for a while, and like I went to go see him live like a year year and a half ago, and. When I went to go see him, I just wrote like something funny about seeing him on Twitter and he followed me and he followed me on Twitter. And I was just like, cool. And I just kind of like put that in the back of my head. And then like recently I was like, you know what? I'm just going to shoot a shot and just ask him to be on the show. So, so I did and I didn't hear back from him like, you know, at all. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to make a post. So I made a post. and I was like, well, everyone who's ever seen our podcast, tell Olin Rogers that he should come on our podcast. And only like two people three people commented at the time and but all but olin rogers commented a gif and it said i'm in and i was just like okay and i you know and yeah i didn't ex i kind of expected him to ghost us after that but then he uh then i messaged him and he got back to me and it was it just worked out see I, you're, you're you're touching on the value of twitter oh yeah for That's, us small time creators oh yeah yeah it's it's been um it's it's been everything for us as you know like for our book it's completely we've run three kickstarter campaigns and we've helped like innumerable people with their kickstarter campaigns now uh through twitter and it's just like slowly building an audience and 
getting word out there, you know, and just like, you never know when things are going to, you know, blow up. Uh, so the, I don't know, all of the drama and all the nonsense that's been happening lately has been pretty discouraging just because it's like, that's, that's what's helped us build our platform. We still have a, a pretty regular and, uh, you know, dedicated audience, you know, to, to both shows. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, thank, I'm thankful for that. I'm, it, but it does suck when they start to like disperse and you see like, oh, I don't know how to find everyone anymore. So. Yeah. I, it's, uh, it's frustrating because yeah. I, I, for, I, myself included, I've had access to people that I wouldn't have normally had access to. I have felt a comfort level reaching out to them. Yeah. In a setting that I wouldn't normally feel comfortable reaching out to them. In. I yeah. didn't have to look up their email address. I didn't have to right. go to their website and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's, and, and honestly, even those times when I've direct messaged someone and I get the little scene notification and I get no yeah. response, I'm like, at least I know they saw the message. Yeah. It was received by someone, either themselves or their handlers or their people. Right. And the decision was made not to re-engage. Perfect. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Rather than sending out emails and going, mm, hope it worked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Worked. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's... Uh, yeah, just having that little bit of perspective, it's like it helps a lot. And it's yeah, so it's it's been it's been scary and discouraging. And you know, like, it's just, but it's like anything else, there's a weird evolution happening, we're gonna follow we're gonna figure it out and adapt as we can, you know, are you gonna call it x? I haven't yet, you know, like it's it's weird, you know, it's it's just, it feels so cheesy. All of it just feels cheesy to me. I'm just like, all right, fine. Like, can, can we stop? Honestly, the like I I try I just don't want to care about it. You know what I mean? Like I I want like and I like I, the thing that bothers me about the whole thing is like how it, it reminds me of like that old Family Guy joke where um Peter says he doesn't like the Godfather because it insists upon itself. It insists yes. upon itself, and it's like that's how I feel about Elon Musk. Where I'm like I don't want to care. I don't care about him. I don't want to ever have to seek out Elon Musk to know what's going on in my Twitter and why I can't get messages or whatever. Like. But that's what he's doing. He like insists upon himself where he's just, you need, you need to be, have me in your life or else you're not going to understand why your, your whole, everything is broken now suddenly. I'm like, okay, I don't want to, you know, he is an egomaniac, yeah. uh, but also, um, incredibly petty. Like, I just can't. Uh I, I can't, you know, well, whatever. I, I've, you know, I've read that there's money troubles and this is his way of separating. But again, I'm with you. Who cares? Call it whatever yeah. you want. Exactly. That's where it's from. It's, it seems so silly. He could have done nothing and been a hero. <laughs> like, that's like, that's the funniest thing about it. He could have been like, yes, I bought Twitter. Enjoy. And then it's like, yeah, you're a billionaire. You could just live your life. But he chose, he chooses consistently you know perpetually to just shake it up needlessly it's like okay cool thanks reminds me of a former president <laughs> who was indicted again yesterday uh, <laughs> it just you d we know you exist we know yeah, your name we know everything song. about yeah. you yeah. but you gotta say some shit to make the news yeah oh well yeah oh well um, what's the nerdiest thing you've ever done? Oh man, that's a good question, isn't it? I wrote it down and everything. 
That's like a, I wish I had an advanced question. Okay, nerdiest thing I've ever done. I mean, I used to, my first job was when I was uh, 14 years old. I worked in a comic book shop and I literally never took home a single dollar from that job. The guy paid me over table and I literally would go work in a sweaty, tiny comic shop, board, like bagging and boarding comic books and stocking everything. And I never took home one cent because I literally spent it all on comic books every single time, <laughs> like every week. Uh, awesome to me. Yeah. Oh, no, it's amazing. But I was just like, I literally went and I worked specifically for comic. It's like a, it's an elephant working for peanuts. That's what it was. I was like, I literally, I am working for the thing I will consume. And that is it. Like, you know, um, you walked it. in and we're like, I want a job. And the employer was like, I see a sucker every born every minute. We're good here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have a madman tattoo. That's a, that's a, it's, it's pretty nerdy. It's a, a Mike Allred comic book. You know, I, I, but it's also a tattoo. I don't know if that's considered nerdy anymore. You know, um, know. tattoos trying, have gone mainstream, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. A lot of happen. nerd culture has gone mainstream. Yeah, that's very true. It's been interesting. Like I, and it's it's weird being like in your thirties, forties, you know, and like experiencing the difference. You know, like what happens? It's it's very strange because it's like I was born like right at slash just after like revenge of the nerds where it's like ah we're gonna take a we're gonna get back at all these jocks oh man you can't treat us that way and then it's like they really did it's like the, the, we won we won but it, we we went too far what have yeah. we done we're <laughs> now pop culture it is that's what it is now it's but it's interesting like i got i got picked on in high school like i remember even teachers were like are you an x-man and i was like <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reading a book in class because I got here early. Leave me alone. What are you doing? <laughs> I got in trouble for reading a John Stewart book in class because it was uh, the pictures of famous people naked was the title. Oh, I don't know. It's political satire. I was in grade 11 and my teacher was like, what are you reading? Like, yeah, it's a it's a book. It's a book. <laughs> Yeah, I'm reading my book. Leave me I'm alone. not reading a pornography magazine in the middle of class. <laughs> this time. I'm not doing it this time. Yet. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, Anthony Lafusi. I wrote it down because I didn't want to screw it up. I appreciate your time today, my friend. It was a pl oh, pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Anthony, you host, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show it again. Yes. We have issues. We have at We Have Issues pod as well as critically stupid podcast a comedy dungeons and dragons real play podcast created and run by idiots yeah it's uh, <laughs> at it's a great show stupid uh thanks for doing this my friend no i appreciate it thanks for having me uh i can't wait to you know show everyone this this interview and you know just just let me know when the link comes out and i'll share it everywhere and all that stuff you're too kind oh, of course thank you anthony for your time today my friend uh i i appreciate it i, I appreciate all my guests i appreciate every single listener because you have given me something you will never get back. And that is time. And uh, I cannot ask for a greater gift than a few minutes of your time. So thank you. Uh, be sure to hit subscribe and follow and uh, all of the things I need you to do to grow the podcast. There are some changes afoot in that nerd dad world. Uh, one, I completely reworked my website. That nerddad.ca has everything you need now. Um, it's got it all. You missed an episode. You want to watch the video. It's all there. You want to contact me, but don't know how it's there. 
there's lots of lots of stuff available. Uh, so that nerddad.ca got an overhaul. It is a much better website than it's ever been. And as of this recording, I have exciting news that I will share next week. <laughs> Who will my guest be next week? I don't know. Don't have it booked yet, but I'll find one. So thanks to you for making this possible. Thanks to you for helping me achieve my dreams and enjoying myself along the way and giving me the world's best hobby. Um, just thank you. My one ask of you, tell a friend. That's the only way this thing grows. Tell a friend. Tell someone you liked it. Tell someone to check it out. Um, refer a friend. <laughs> Please. Tell them Joe sent you. And as always, be well, be safe, and... Thanks for listening. Damn. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga, Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.